whenever you're ready. Good morning. It is now 11.03 a.m. My name is Anna Van Degna, and this is a regular meeting of the Oversight Board from Monday, March 28, 2022. I'd like to welcome the members of the public who are streaming or listening to us live and to the staff and guests who will be participating in today's meeting. Following the guidelines set forth by local and state officials during this health emergency, the members of the Oversight Board are meeting remotely to ensure the safety of everyone including the members of the public. Thank you all for joining us. Madam Secretary, please call the first item. Thank you, Madam Chair. The first order of business is item one roll call. Board members, please respond when I call your name. Board member Correct. Present. Board member Lee. Here. Board member Williams. Here. Vice Chair Ely is absent and Chair Bendegna. Here. Director Ely is absent, but all other members of the board are present. Madam Chair, we do have a quorum. Please note that, the, that a seat for the City and County of San Francisco and the San Francisco Unified School District are vacant. Madam Chair. To comply with the recent state legislation and to allow us to continue to hold a teleconference meeting, I'd like to call item 5A out of order and make it the first item on the agenda. Madam Secretary, please call item 5A. Thank you. The next order of business is item 5A, resolution making findings to allow teleconference meetings under California Government Code Section 54953E, discussion and action resolution number 4-2022. Interim Director Morales. Board members, uh, first of all, uh, I am Jim Morales, uh, the successor agency general counsel who has been appointed by the successor Agency Commission to serve as interim executive director following uh, Sally Orr's uh, departure from the agency. So glad to uh, be here and to assist you in this, these items. Um, <clears throat> before you have a resolution that allows the board to con continue meeting remotely, as you know, the Brown Act requires that the, the board meet in person and um, has a very narrow exception for teleconferencing. Recently, a state law was passed that allowed for the continuation of meetings remotely by public bodies if certain findings are made. Um, the significant findings relate to whether a public emergency continues to exist um, and whether social distancing is still recommended or required in some context by state or local officials. And those two um, findings uh, are in the resolution and are in fact still in place, the, the uh, emergency resolution as well as the recommendations for social distancing. So with that, <clears throat> I would ask the board to adopt the resolution. Thank you, Interim Director Morales. Fellow board members, do you have any questions or comments? Madam Secretary, do you have any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? If there are any members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item, call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2494-282-7999, Press the pound sign twice. When prompted, press star three to enter the queue. And it does not appear there are any members of the public wishing to comment on this item, Madam Chair. Thank you. I will close public comment. Board members, I will need a motion and a second for item 5A. So moved. I'll second that. This is Beverly. Uh, Okay, great. So board member Williams motion second by board member Lee. Madam secretary, could you please take the roll? Board members, please announce your vote for item 5A when I call your name. Board member Correct. Aye. Board member Lee. Yes. Board member Williams. Aye. Vice chair Ely is absent. Chair Van Degna. Aye. Madam chair, the vote is four ayes, one absent. Thank you. The motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. 
The next order of business is item two, approval of minutes, regular meeting of January 24th, 2022. Madam Chair. Uh, do we have any comments on the minutes from the board members? Madam Secretary, do we have any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? If there are any members of the public wishing to comment on this item, call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2494-282-7999, press the pound sign twice to enter the call, then press star three to submit your request. If you're already on the phone with us and would like to provide public comment, press star three. Madam Chair, it does not appear there are any members of the public wishing to comment on the minutes. Great. Um, board members, can I get a motion to approve the minutes? Motion to approve the minutes. Great. Thank you, Board Member Corret. Um, do I have a second? Second. This is Williams. Thank you, Board Member. Madam Secretary, could you please take the roll, roll call on this item? Board members, please announce your vote for item 2A when I call your name. Board member Corrette. Aye. Board member Lee. Yes. Board member Williams. Actually, I, I just realized I was absent for this meeting, so I'm gonna abstain. And I don't know if I okay. should be the seconder either. Um, uh, should we get another second? Yeah, that'd be great because I'm gonna abstain. I can second uh, Chair Van Decken. And so board, board member Williams will abstain. Vice Chair Ely is absent. Chair Van Degna, your vote? Aye. And uh, uh, General Counsel uh, Padon, would I be able to still, would that, since we only have four members and there are three, that have said I would that still allow the chair to um, carry that motion? Sorry. Unfortunately, not. You need uh, a quorum of the full body to okay. uh, I can, minutes. I can vote I. It's just more on principle, but I totally can vote I. So I will change my um, my uh, vote to I. Okay. So um, calling it back. Um, Chair Van Degna, the vote for Director Kret was I. Uh, Director Lee was I. Board Member Williams changed her vote, and now it's an I. And then you voted I. Madam Chair, the vote is four ayes and one absent. Great. The motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item three announcements. A announcement of public comment procedures. Please be advised a member of the public has up to three minutes to make pertinent public comments on each agenda item, unless the board adopts a shorter period on any item. During each public comment period, members of the public will be instructed to dial 415-655-0001. They'll be asked to enter the access code, which is 2494-282-7999. Press the pound sign twice to enter the call. When prompted, Press star three to submit your request to speak. When you dial star three, you will hear the following message. You have raised your hand to ask a question. Please wait to speak until the host calls on you. When you hear your line has been unmuted, this is your opportunity to provide your public comment and you will have three minutes. Please speak clearly and slowly and you will be placed back on mute once you are done speaking. You can stay on the line and continue to listen to the meeting or you can also choose to hang out. If you are joining us through the WebEx app, please locate the raise hand icon if you'd like to provide public comment and press that button when prompted. The next order of business is item four, consent agenda. There are no consent agenda items. The next order of business is regular agenda item 5B, authorizing a second amendment to the grant agreement between the Mexican Museum and the successor agency to extend the term by 24 months. Discussion and action, Resolution number 5-2022, Interim Director Morales. Board members, uh, the redevelopment agency and now the successor agency have long made the development of a Mexican museum in the Yerba Buena Center area a priority. 
Um, the redevelopment agency set aside a site, funded uh, the museum for pre-development and construction activities, uh, and have over the years tried to provide significant resources to make uh, the Mexican Museum reality in the downtown area. Uh, recently, the successor agency commission has approved a disbursement agreement uh, for existing funds and also is recommending that the oversight board uh, approve an extension of their current grant agreement, which is set to expire in June. Um, today we have uh, Aaron Foxworthy, Deputy General Counsel uh, and Acting Development Services Manager here to present to you the request that the Oversight Board approve the Second Amendment to the grant agreement for extension of time. Aaron? Uh, good morning, Chair Vendegna, and thank you, Interim Director Morales. I'm Aaron Foxworthy, OCII Acting Real Estate and Development Services Manager, and today uh, I'm before you to present our request uh, to approve uh, uh, a Second Amendment to OCII's grant agreement with the Mexican Museum extending uh, the time for funding by 24 months to June 2024. Next slide, please. Uh, some background on this item. In 2010, the former redevelopment agency agreed to fund up to $10.56 million for a permanent home for the museum to be located within an approximately 48,000 square foot four floor commercial condominium parcel within the 706 Mission Residential Tower to be constructed at the at Third and Mission Streets. The core and shell of the condominium space was to be constructed by the 706 Mission developer and thereafter conveyed to the city. The museum in turn would lease the space from the city and would be responsible for funding and constructing the interior tenant improvements in part using grant funds. To date, the museum has used approximately 2.8 million uh, to fund pre-development activities and 1 million to fund construction of an art screen over the exterior of the museum space, leaving approximately 6.78 million in grant funds remaining. The term of the grant agreement expires June 14th of this year. Next slide, please. The overall 706 Mission Residential Tower is nearing completion, the first of the 190 residential units um, to be constructed were um, completed in winter 2020, with more continuing to come online as we speak. Uh, the 706 Mission developer has also completed construction of the core and shell of the museum, and which the city is preparing to accept. And the city and the museum entered into a lease in expectation of the city accepting the core and shell in 2015. Next slide, please. Here's a visual depiction of the location of the museum space in orange on the first floor, first four floors of the 706 Mission Residential Tower. Next slide. And here are some photos uh, of the completed, beautifully filigreed steel art screen that wraps the museum space. Next slide, please. Previous to this request in September 2020, this board approved an 18 month extension of the grant agreement based on the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Department of Finance approved this extension in November 2020. But as we're all aware, the COVID pandemic has continued for much longer than anticipated and continues to have far reaching consequences, both for individual life as well as imposing economic and logistical challenges for many industries including the construction trades and fundraising efforts for art and cultural uh, nonprofit organizations like the museum. Nevertheless, the museum expects to a return to, to successful fundraising in 2022 and is currently taking steps to complete pre-development activities for tenant improvements, including negotiating with a design build contractor for tenant improvement build out. OCI and the museum executed a fifth disbursement agreement of grant funds earlier this month for up to approximately 2.5 million, leaving approximately 4.2 million in grant funds remaining. Next slide, please. The museum now requests a second amendment to the grant agreement to extend the term for 24 months, 
will allow the completion of pre-development activities and commencement of construction activities in the museum space. The museum has, pro has proposed an innovative design-build approach that is intended to expedite the project, as well as to maximize LBE-FBE participation. Under the museum's current schedule for construction, uh, could begin as soon as April 2023 and completion as early as February 2024. As was the case with the board's September 2020 extension, this second amendment would be in the best interests of the taxing entities because it would generate increased economic activities and associated tax revenue from patrons to the museum and visitors to the surrounding neighborhood. The museum estimates, based on a conservative attendance estimate of 90,000 visitors per year, that the museum could generate approximately $350,000 in local government revenues and an almost $800,000 total state and local government revenues combined, um, and approximately 250 jobs and approximately 5 million in additional household income to the city. Um, in addition to that, it would complete a, the wind down of redevelopment activities in the Yerba Buena, former Yerba Buena uh, Center Redevelopment Plan area and would also contribute to the cultural uh, vitality and diversity of the city and the barrier region as a whole. Um, next slide, please. Uh, next steps, uh, should the board choose to uh, approve this second amendment, would be a review by the Department of Finance, which uh, is statutorily uh, provided to prov take up to 45 days, which would be completed in approximately May 2022. Um, with that, I would like to turn uh, it over to representatives of the museum who would like to provide further information on this request. Next slide, please. Uh, Victor Marquez from the museum will uh, provide introductions. Victor, are you on the line? Let me go ahead and unmute him. He's on the phone. Uh, uh, good, uh, good morning, Madam Chair. Uh, uh, Director Morales, uh, Aaron, and uh, the rest of the board members, thank you for taking this item up. I know that this uh, is something that is so important to uh, the local community, but also at a state and a national level. And so we really uh, appreciate the opportunity to add to Aaron's very comprehensive uh, presentation. I do want to thank him, Director Morales, and the OCII uh, Commission for having uh, approved the resolution that is before you, uh, which also includes the, the fifth disbursement agreement. Um, we at the museum, uh, we have uh, with us today, Chairman uh, Andy Kluger, who will be speaking after uh, my, my brief uh, presentation. Um, we have been hard at work at putting together an amazing team uh, of local professionals. And as Aaron pointed out, our, uh, we have a progressive design that involves aiming at getting 100% SBE, uh, WB, and B uh, uh, representation from all of the trades. Um, and we're very conscious of that. And, and uh, this program has been approved by OCII staff. Uh, so we're working very much in partnership with staff. Um, at this point, the resolution before you, uh, the only thing that I would add is that None of us expected when we're here um, a few months back that we would still be, um, you know, wrapping up the the uh, pandemic, not wrapping up, but facing out of the pandemic and going back into the, the new normal. Um, we did not expect the Delta variant as well as the Omicron variant to delay us. And so that that is really why we're here before you. And we don't want to lose the opportunity to spend the $4.2 million, which would all go to the construction of the uh, tenant improvements and FFNEs um, uh, for the museum. So we really appreciate you taking this under consideration and we uh, ask for your support uh, in passing the resolution as presented by, uh, by Aaron. Um, with that, I'll, set, I'll pass it over to uh, our chairman, uh, Mr. Andrew Cougar. Okay, thank you. I hope all you can hear me. Um, good morning, and I want to thank you for your consideration today of the request to support the Second Amendment to the OCII grant agreement to enable the Mexican Museum to complete the tenant improvements for our future home. 
We're pleased that the OCII Commission approved and strongly supports the request for this before you today. We have great momentum with our fully assembled professional development and construction team, which has been vetted and approved by the OCII staff. I especially want to thank uh, Aaron uh, for all of his hard work and support for the museum. We respectfully request that you approve the recommendation by OCII staff and the commission. Uh, Victor and I are happy to answer any of your questions you may have. Thank you, Victor and Andrew. Um, I, with that, I turn it back to um, the commission or to the board secretary for further proceedings. Thank you. And chair, um, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Uh, thank you to the staff for, for your presentation um, and from the representatives from the museum. Um, I do have a few questions, but I'll turn to my fellow board members first for their comments and questions. Uh, Chair Vindegna, this is Member Lee. I have a couple questions. So first, um, to OCII staff, sorry, I'm, you know, still quite new to this oversight board. Um, can you just give some more explanation as to why this is something that the oversight board has taken a position in the past on and why we need to like, why is this something that is under the, I guess, jurisdiction of the oversight board? Sure. Sure. So under dissolution law. The oversight board um, has jurisdiction over any request by the successor agency or OCII, as we're commonly known, um, any request to amend uh, existing contracts or existing uh, obligations of the agency that existed as of dissolution. Uh, and this, this grant agreement was initially approved in 2010. So it was in existence prior to dissolution. Its original uh, term was a 10-year was a term to 2020. And, uh, and so therefore, uh, the initial request to amend the contract to extend the term by 18 months was brought to the Oversight Board in uh, mid-2020, and the Board acted in September of 2020, pursuant to the, the requirements of the dissolution law that the Oversight Board um, approve any proposals for amendments to existing agreements. Got it. Thanks. Um, that's helpful just as I'm still understanding the duties of this oversight right. board. Um, and then uh, to Mexican Museum reps, thank you so much for being here today and answering our questions. Um, you know, I was, I was sad when things had to shut down at Fort Mason, um, but I'm obviously, you know, really excited for San Francisco for this prospect. Can you? Sort of give I have a couple questions here. I'll sort of ask them all at once. First, what's the state of the fundraising efforts and what's the total amount and what's the amount raised? I mean, I sort of wonder, like, are we going to be back here another year from now doing, you know, yet another extension? And, you know, is this can you, can you justify this extension and ensure that, you know, you're going to be able to meet what's required? Uh, was it the 24 month period now? Victor, do you want to answer? Or... Yes, yes, I, I can, I can answer. Uh, th thank you uh, for for the question. Um, the the purpose of the of the extension is really tied to our project schedule, and the project schedule as well as well as the budget have both been vetted and approved by by staff. Uh, the the it's a logistical, uh, uh, really, it's a logistical matter that we're facing, and that is that the extension expires on June 14th of this year. Uh, our team is 100% completely assembled. And so um, the, the work uh, for the expenditure of the remaining $4.2 million is aligned in such a way that it would happen within that 24th uh, uh, month extension. It probably will happen in less than 24 months to spend down those funds. So the, the funds will definitely be utilized to begin the actual construction um, per the program that also, per the development program that has also been 
uh, reviewed and approved by, by OCII staff. So to answer your, your question, it's just a necessity of the, the regulations as stated by Aaron that I've tied to, tied to the state, but there's no concerns uh, from the museum's part, uh, and I don't believe either from, from staff, it's just that we have to do it in two steps. Uh, as was illustrated, we have signed and we have, I believe now, a fully executed fifth disbursement agreement for the first tranche. The second tranche, uh, after the Department of Finance approves it, uh, we will then come back for the second tranche with a sixth disbursement agreement that we would anticipate would occur um, sometime in the in this summer. So it really is a logistical uh, procedure. In terms of, of the fundraising, um, it, it, from a big picture perspective, the Mexican Museum negotiated with Millennium Partners back in 2006 uh, to join basically the Aronson Building, which was acquired uh, by Millennium Partners, and to join that with the land that had been designated for the Mexican Museum by the Board of Supervisors going back to 1993. And so from there, we, in effect, uh, proceeded to do a joint development agreement, if you will. It, it, that's not the legal document. It's a purchase and sell agreement where the museum uh, would be a beneficiary, a third-party beneficiary for the the benefit being that the uh, Millennium Partners, the development partner, would build uh, the core and shell for the museum as it was constructing the tower, which is completed. And, and that has a, it, an aggregate value of about $3 million. Now, why is that important? That's important because the, the value of the land and the air rights to the to the land that was designated for the Mexican Museum was something that was negotiated. And so there is a value, uh, a real dollar value that is in excess of $30 million. Uh, on top of that, we also negotiated with Millennium Partners to, to provide the museum with a $2.2 million, more or less, for the construction of the facade that you've seen, which was uh, uh, completed with an additional contribution, both from Millennium Partners and with the Mexican Museum grant funds to the tune of $1 million for approximately a total of about somewhere in the low $4 million range. So that combined really uh, is a realization of over $34 million that have been invested into this, into this project uh, uh, on behalf by others, uh, uh, Millennium Partners and the agency funds for the Mexican Museum and for the people of, of San Francisco. Um, on top of that, uh, we also negotiated, and I was there negotiating this at the Board of Supervisors, along with Andy and others, uh, for a $5 million endowment from uh, Millennium Partners uh, for uh, the operations of the museum. So the proceeds, uh, the interest from that $5 million endowment would be used to um, uh, for the operations of, of the museum. Um, we also received a million dollars from the Rockefeller philanthropy through Ann Roberts Rockefeller, uh, and then a few other uh, pledges uh, of, of dollars for the endowment. Um, currently, we are working with Lighthouse uh, Consultants in, in Sacramento, and we have, uh, through the Latino Caucus, uh, a $25 million um, ask um, for this for 2022-2023, uh, and that is moving along uh, well. We also, uh, as part of the uh, fifth disbursement agreement, we have allocated $200,000, which has been approved for fundraising. Uh, we have grant writers uh, that have submitted new, numerous uh, grant requests and are preparing others, and so the fundraising plan uh, number one, the, the realization of the amount of money that's already invested in this program, the plan at both at the state level with uh, also foundation, corporate gifts, and individual uh, gifts is in full throttle at, at this point in time. So it's a, it's a, it's a big, big picture uh, perspective, but we're definitely organized and moving in the direction uh, to ensure that the funds are spent uh, through our progressive build-out program, and that we continue to work in parallel tracks to raise the funds that are necessary to complete the overall project, by, uh, by, so that the doors would be open in late 2024, 
which may roll into early spring of 2025. I, I hope that that addresses your question. I know I threw in a lot more information, but I thought it would be important to paint the big picture. Sure. Um, sorry, I won't be much longer here, uh, fellow board members. Um, so my understanding is that there's sort of two critical capital infrastructure pieces. There one is the tenant improvements, and the other is the build out of the actual museum so that you can have, you know, patrons. It, it, are the tenant improvements fully funded at this point? I don't know who can answer that. No, they're they're not fully funded. That that was the why I was show, uh, uh, illustrating. Uh, the the big picture. So it's 25 million dollars that we are uh, um, hoping we will get from the state, and then uh, with the remaining uh, 6.785 million dollars, that that puts us uh, at uh, what would that be 30? Let's say 30 32 million. There's a delta there that we're fundraising uh, through uh, corporate, as I mentioned, corporate grants. And uh, uh, and major donors, but we're also undertaking uh, a five hundred one c three. I'm in charge of of heading that up, uh, and I'm working with some consultants to come uh, to to uh, work with staff at OCII to to do a five hundred one c three bond financing, uh, which is a vehicle that would help us. It's uh, basically put the rest of the financing in place and get us to opening. Because there will be additional costs uh, related to FFNEs, moving costs, and and so forth. So again, the 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 plan is moving forward. Like I said, improved throttle. So we've got all of these different vehicles working on parallel tracks to get us all of the funding to complete the uh, the build out and the opening of the museum. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just end my questions there. I would say that I have serious concerns with where the fundraising is at right now. I am quite a bit more familiar with CMAC, the Tritown Media, Media and Arts Collaborative, which, you know, received 26.5 million in state funding last year in the API, or well, through the budget surplus um, to help, you know, the collaborative purchase its space on Grant Avenue and do the renovations. And I don't even think that's opening for a bit. So I, I have, strong concerns with the lack of funds, you know, in the door to do both the tenant improvements and the museum construction that I, I find the 2024 timeline into 2025 sort of unrealistic. With that said, you know, it seems like the action before us today is a bit more administrative, so I'm inclined to support the action. However, like I want it to be on the record that I have concerns with the fundraising to ensure that um, this you know, all the agreements are met. Thank you. Um, thank you, board member Lee. Um, I've got a couple kind of follow up questions on this. Um, that was really helpful to hear some of the numbers. So I understand the, the 25 million asked for the state and the 6.78 million left here got would get us to about 32 million. And then you mentioned the Delta, what, what is the total funding or, or the gap? So if we have, if we, let's say we got the, the, the 25, so you had 32, how much more would you need to fundraise for? Yeah, it's, um, it's a total of 56, so minus the 32, it would leave about 24 million. So our, our, our aim is to do a $25 million uh, uh, bond financing. And that actually may increase by a couple of million uh, once we take into account the FFNEs. Um, I guess uh, another question I would have, so what have you, Started the construction of the tenant improvements yet, or um, what is the, uh, if not, what is the estimated start date? The um, the actual construction will begin later um, this year once we have the uh, the sixth amendment um, or the sixth disbursement amendment, uh, sixth disbursement agreement. 
uh, provided. So the 4.2 will kick off the, uh, uh, the the construction period. In the meantime, some of the funds that are uh, that have been approved under the third disbursement agreement, um, I believe a little over a million dollars of that will be going uh, into the develop completing the design uh, build out for the for the tenant improvements. So there is there's continuous work with the funds that uh, are now being released by OCII. And then what is the, 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 the I'm sorry. I was just curious. Finish, uh, please continue with what you're saying. Yeah, I was going to say that the only other thing that I that I again wanted to sort of circle back and highlight is that this is a con a continuous. Uh, program where at this at this juncture from now until the construction funds the 4.2 million dollars are released there's work that's going to be going on on a daily basis so it just continues so all of the funds that uh, that we're speaking about from from the OCII 2010 grant all of those funds are being invested into the physical space uh, into moving the project forward so the the, the funds yeah, in effect, it's an investment into the actual cultural space. And what's the the timing for the bond sale? It it's to get it teed up. It's going to take about six months, based on the information that I received from from the consulting group. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well. Um, yeah. Sounds like there's a good amount of, of work in front of you, but I appreciate um, hearing more about the overall uh, funding plan. Uh, do my fellow board members have additional questions? Yes, I, I was in the queue as well as I believe. Um, board oh, I'm sorry, and I totally did not see that if you had your hand up. No worries. No worries. Um, yeah, so first of all, I just want to thank um, everyone for this extraordinary project. I mean, this is definitely um, an amazing cultural addition um, to our city. Um, it says here that it's actually about 6.7 undispersed. I just want to confirm that because I heard 4 million, but just want to confirm the amount. Is that correct? 6.7? Yeah. The, the 6.785. Yeah. Sorry. That's right. It, and there's, there's 6.78. Five remaining undisbursed, and the fifth disbursement agreement, which we've just executed, essentially sequesters or encumbers about 2.5. And so the delta, if all of that money is spent, would be somewhere in the $4 million range. So sorry for the confusing numbers. No worries. And um, this is just really for the construction costs. We're not even getting into the other portions of this. It's just to finish out sort of the construction pieces for the museum. Is that? Yeah, the, the fifth disbursement agreement that we've just approved really focuses on finalizing the pre-development activities. So engaging a design build contractor and, and bringing um, designs for the project from design stage all the way to construction document stage and application uh, for building permits. So essentially seeing everything up so that uh, construction can start. And then the remainder of the, of the money, the approximately four million or so, is essentially the first in construction money, um, essentially runway money to help help the construction get started, um, while the the other funding sources are uh, being brought to bear. Okay, so we're we're just funding a portion of the construction. I guess to Director Lee's question, there is still um, substantial amount needed to kind of complete construction. Is that? Correct. That is correct. Yeah, that is correct. That the, yeah, the museum is actively, actively fundraising to fill the to fill that gap. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely um, agree with Director Lee's comments because I know there's a few projects out there like this um, in the city that you know we've invested in, and there's been you know some challenges in terms of completion or continuing operations, and um, it sounds like um, folks feel good about. Um, moving forward, um, I did wanted to just ask a question, um, just out of curiosity, from the LBE and SBE participation. Do you already have folks um, in mind, or can you talk a little bit more about the LBE SBE participation? Yeah, absolutely. So we 
uh, and Aaron can, can add to this as, as he would like. Uh, basically, we assembled a team with local uh, architects as well as uh, project um, experts, uh, including Ray uh, Quesada, who worked on multi-million dollar projects overseeing construction at the airport. Uh, we also have, uh, and uh, he's uh, Hispanic, we also have Cordova Corporation, who's going to be the construction management group, uh, and they're definitely a minority-owned and operated uh, company. Uh, we have e, uh, a consultant that is helping us with the financial <clears throat> mapping that is women-owned, uh, and then we're focusing on ensuring that we, we, we have divided the project so that there's a uh, architect of record, but then we're also bringing in women-owned and minority-owned architects uh, to do some of the, uh, basically to take one floor for each of those uh, uh, firms that would then give the opportunity to not just have one architectural uh, minority-owned firm, but have three working on the project. And, and that's gonna be the model that we're going to follow, uh, including with the general contractor as well as the uh, the uh, all of the sub uh, trades that would be uh, hired to do the construction. So we're committed to achieving 100% uh, participation. I know that it sounds very uh, aggressive, uh, but you know, typically with some of the projects that I've worked with in the city, which have been you know many significant projects. We've been lucky to achieve, well, not we, but the, the developers have been lucky to achieve, you know, in even getting to 50 or 60% is pretty significant. We're aiming at 100%, so if we end up at 80 or 90%, I think it's going to be a model project in terms of the level of participation, the way that the building committee has structured and, and uh, is uh, moving ahead. And so far, um, at this point, with all of the trades that have been hired, we are at 100%. Uh, and I assume that that will hopefully be the the, the case as they proceed to uh, to retain the uh, the balance of the uh, the development team. That's that's really great to hear. I'm, I'm glad to hear just so much participation and um, definitely you know of course support the project and just want to of course second um, the comments around just sort of fundraising. I mean after this initial six point you know seven. I mean it really sounds like it's up to your team to really go out there and, and really think about the operations and the finalizing of the, the construction, but it sounds like you got your team assembled. I know how crazy it can be with design build and getting all that going and getting everything in to the state. So it sounds like you guys have a strong team and um, yeah, with that, I'll just thank you for all your hard work. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, board member Kret? Yes, thank you. Um, I, several of my questions uh, were represented by other board members, so I thank you all for, for your, your, um, your questions and your comments um, and um, staff for preparing the, the um, um, memorandum for us to review. Um, uh, one of my first questions, while we're just still on the, the subject of the, the labor for this, um, my seat here is representing labor. So uh, my question is, is there an existing project labor agreement for the development of the interior spaces of the museum? Um, there is none because we haven't um, uh, executed, and we haven't really, it's not been an issue because we're using uh, labor, um, labor work. Um, so it has not been an you, issue. Union labor? And, but, Union labor, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, we're using union labor, yeah, on, on the job. And that's, you know, that's our goal. We're strong supporters and everyone that is on the team is a strong supporter of union labor. And, and or prevailing wages where there may be a, a unique situation where they may not be, I don't, I can't think of one, but I also want to be transparent that if there was a situation where there was, I, I can't think of one, so uh, just putting it as a side note, but if there was one tray that was not union labor, then it would definitely be prevailing wages for those workers. Thank you. Um, and I, I too had a, a 
that the same confusion about the 6.785 versus the 4.26 million. Um, and looking at and, and staff um, attached the the first request as well as the the request in front of us now, um, that 6.78 million dollars was the same as in 2020. Has nothing happened since 2020 until now? In terms of the, the uh, financial. A lot has happened. So we we a lot has happened. We assembling the team, the financial consultants. We we did cost estimating. Um, there was a lot of uh, a lot of um, vetting to put the, the team together. So uh, we we also created the uh, the packet for the single source. We worked with staff on uh, on developing that. Uh, a lot, a lot of the work that Aaron uh, um, mentioned is pre-development work that has been ongoing. So it, it, since then, a lot of work has been done. We will be submitting to answer your question and to try to clarify the two tranches. So the two, the two point five million dollars has been approved. So when we subtract that from the six point seven eight five, that leaves four point approximately four point two million dollars of the two point five million dollars. We will be submitting, and we were working with Aaron on this. Uh, we will be submitting reimbursement for some of the work that has been uh, undergoing over the past uh, year and a half, the past 18 months or so. Uh, so, to answer your question, yes, there's been a lot of activity, and that's what's gotten us to the point of being able to go in front of the OCII Commission, uh, you know, to demonstrate and to show all of the work that that has been done and we're at the point of uh, of executing that plan uh, at this point in time and that's where the 2.5 million dollars will be used for the remaining 4.2 will be for the actual construction to order materials to order cement steel um, uh, and start the actual physical demolition and, and construction work um, that will be required to 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 build the interior And I, I guess from from staff, those um, uh, Mr. Mr. Foxworthy or, or whomever may be more appropriate, or I guess those uh, expenses were not billable against the the grant. Is that why this money is still showing up as the same? Well, the issue is one of procedure. These expenses are reimbursable and will, to the extent. Uh, documentation is provided be reimbursed. The museum has essentially proceeded at risk because uh, the disbursement agreement hadn't been executed, but the uh, but the expenses themselves can be retroactively reimbursed. Okay, and is that is that in in the executive summary in front of us now on the third paragraph, second line? Um, it looks like the first amendment was to June fourteenth, twenty twenty. Which is prior? Was that is that a typo or is that that sounds prior like prior to the first line, September twenty eighth, twenty twenty, when it was requested? Yeah, that sounds like a typo. It would be June fourteenth, twenty twenty two. Okay, that's what I thought. I as I looked through the other parts of the document, um, and it also looks like through the attorneys, Squire, um, it looks like the very first lines um, were requesting a 12 month extension but then elsewhere in, in their document they talk about 24 months and it, our motion in front of us today is for 24 months but it looks like in squires uh via email to to the city or to the um, ocii they initially their first paragraph said 12 months extension was their request that, that, if I may, this is Victor, uh, I'm the one that wrote that. Yeah, initially it was a, a 12 months based on a, a schedule that we were working on, but that shifted uh, to be on the safe side to 24 months. And it, it, the 24 months aligns with the project schedule that has been approved by OCI staff. Okay. And um, the, the, now it, it's coming up on a four year delay for this. Do we have an idea of what the overall cost to um, the city is for the four-year delay? 
in dispersing the grant? Well, it's an, it's an interesting question. Um, there is no cost to the city because this is OCI money, not city money. Um, so I guess the question would be, is there a cost to the taxing entities? And I, I don't believe there is a cost due to the delay, um, potentially with the exception of maybe factoring in inflation. Um, but as we've discussed sort of at length, the COVID pandemic has enforced this delay. It's not a delay of choice. It's a delay uh, beyond our control. And uh, so I, I don't believe that there are any elective costs or costs that could have been controlled um, created by this enforced delay. Okay. Um, and I believe my, my final question um, is, and, and I thank you for this, this the AECOM um, March 2015 uh, business planning for the museum. Um, document uh which you know myself uh being a, a new member uh to the oversight board um had not seen so this is great to to have um is there a, a plan to um perhaps commission an update to this um because it looks like now with the additional fundraising that's going to be necessary that museum you know should all of this funding you know this 50 million dollars uh uh align with 2024, 2025, as as um, board member Lee was um, opining earlier in this meeting, um, this is now a 10-year-old document. Um, and we are now post-COVID, or almost post-COVID. Uh, you know, we're still in state of emergency. Um, and we're why we're meeting remotely. And it, the, the, uh, the numbers of visitors to the museum um, in the, this document, the low estimate was 77,000 per year. And in the uh, documentation for our consideration today, we had made an assumption of 90,000. Um, is that still going to be accurate by the time we get to 2024, 2025? Yeah, that we, we definitely have had that, um, that discussion and we will need to do uh, an update uh, on the study and we're prepared to do that. Um, the only reason why that has not been done yet is is our focus really on the on the construction side. That is something that the uh, the board of the Mexican Museum and the building committee are very cognizant of. Um, it's a costly proposition. The ACOM uh, study costs uh, a bit over two hundred thousand dollars to do, and so at this point in time, we're factoring that in, and the numbers. Will definitely shift. I think you know it's a it's a big unknown at this time. Certainly, all the activity in the city through you know the Opera House, the Symphony. Um, there's a lot more activity now, and 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 you know they're selling out, almost selling out. So it'll be it it'll be a great resource for for the museum as well as you know to share that with other uh, sister organizations when we do it. Um, so. But to answer your, your question, yes, it's something that we're looking forward uh, to doing, uh, but it probably will come later in the year. I'm, I, I I'm hope that finished. answers your yes, question. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Any additional? Questions? Chair, I would like to move this item if possible. Okay, I think we, we may have to call um, public. That's correct. Yeah, let's we'll do that quickly. Thank you. Um, at this time, members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2494-282-7999 followed by the pound sign and the pound sign again, and then press three to submit your request to speak. If you're already on the phone with us and would like to provide public comment, please press star three. Um, I do not see anybody else on the public comment line. Um, so Madam Chair, it does not appear there's anyone who would like to provide public comment. Thank you. Um, so 
board members, can I get a motion? And I believe board member Williams uh, would like to move for item 5B. Yes, I'll, I'll move the item. Can I get a second? Second. Great. Madam Secretary, could you please take roll call on this item? Board members, please announce your vote for item 5B when I call your name. Board member correct. Aye. Board member Lee. Yes. Board member Williams. Yes. Vice Chair Ely is absent. Chair Van Degna. Aye. Madam Chair, the vote is four ayes, one absent. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item six, new matters for future consideration. Madam Chair. Um, I, there are no new matters for future consideration. Um, and I just want to confirm, I, uh, Director Williams, did you raise your hand just right now? Yes, I don't know if this is where okay. we would talk about proposed items for the future. Please, yes, and I'm sorry I'm missing that. No worries. <laughs> I'm not used so to that. It's so hard to see. I, I know how, how it is, Jerry. Um, yeah, I actually would like to um, get more information on the Fillmore Heritage Center. Um, what is the status on that project? I know that this has come before the OCII Commission and just would like for us to get a report on that project, the Fillmore Heritage Center. Thank you. I'll make a note of that. Thank you, Director. Um, any, any other matters, board member, correct? Uh, yes, um, if possible, I'd like to um, ask for a uh, presentation from staff on the biggest picture of uh, the goal of going out of business and um, where we are on track with that. Biggest picture. Don't need big details, just big picture. And thank you, board member Crud. Are you referring to kind of the wind down of the ultimate exactly. wind down? Exactly, yeah. And just to point out, um, it looks like uh, Director Morales had to, uh, his line may have gotten cut off. So let me just, um, I need to ask you, hang on one second. Hello? Dr. Morales, uh, is this you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was disconnected, um, I'm afraid. Right. I was just mentioning that. And I just wanted to um, ask the directors to repeat. Um, so we're in item six for new matters for future consideration. And yes. uh, both Director Williams and Director Corette had some requests. So if I could kindly ask them to repeat that request just so you can hear it. Um, of course, it's yeah. on record, but I just want to make sure you hear it as well. Um, since you're okay. already on the line, um, Director Corette, do you mind? Um, would you mind repeating I, that? I don't mind. Um, I was uh, asking a request for a, a very big picture um, overview of where the um, OCII is in terms of, uh, for lack of a better term, going out of business. Okay, for I can give media. you a two minute. I can give you a nope. two minute answer now. Uh, I, I would prefer. Uh, I I don't know if that's um, part of what this is an unagendized item. So I I think if we save this for a future agenda item, I think that's for the best. Okay, thank you. And Director Williams. Yes, thank you so much. Um, so I requested, I know that um, the Fillmore Heritage Center, there's a, not, a lot of activity um, with the city attorney and also with the OCII commission. And so just wanted to get an update on what's happening with that project and any scenario in which we would be called upon to assist um, given our role as the oversight body. Okay. Uh uh, board member, I, I believe in in both instances uh, of the request by the board, we will provide um, some a written response, and then, not knowing when your next um, board meeting will happen, we'll certainly take it up at that point. But I think probably best to give you uh, answers to those two items: the wind down activities as well as the Fillmore Heritage Center in written form, and we'll just send it out, and then. When you have an, another meeting, we we can agendize it if you want to uh, discuss Absolutely. it in public. Yes, thank you. Okay. 
Madam Chair. Great. Um, please call the next item. The next order of business is item seven, public comment on non-agenda items. Madam Chair. Yes. Um, Madam Secretary, do you have any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? I will read the instructions, but it does not appear there are any callers. Um, if there are any members of the public who wish to provide public comment, dial 415-655-0001, um, enter access code 2494-282-7999, press the pound sign twice, and then star three. And any members, I only see uh, Director Morales on the line. Um, so, Madam Chair, there are no members of the public. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. Um, the, and just to confirm, Madam Chair, you're closing public comment. Oh, yes, I will close public comment. Please call the next. Item. And the next order of business is item 8. Board members, I will need a motion and a second to adjourn. So this item for, uh, yeah, I'll second. <laughs> Great. So board member lead, board member Williams, um, the meeting is adjourned at 12.05 PM. Thank you everyone. Thank you. Thanks everyone.